Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, I'm pleased to tell you that uh, Larry Whalen has uh, come in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And brought with him the belt boy, Ellis Bennis. Oh, right, right. That's me. Get off TikTok, Junior. I've done this before. I've done this before. (laughs) Are you TikToking? I'm (laughs) TikToking. Oh, millennials. Uh, Who's Facebook stalking Gary? (laughs) And then uh, Scott Van Kirk is with us as well. He's former law enforcement, and he is uh, also a terrific uh, trainer if you're uh, interested in sharpening your skills. And he has the the time because it's really in demand. But it's time for show and tell. And... Somehow, we managed to get uh, duplicates uh, of the firearms that are uh, brought in the studio. I think uh, I think uh, Brian Hansen must have published them, too. Thank you. Uh, so <clears throat> I, I still have trouble with the, the Facebook better. republishing, but yeah, they're all yeah. out there now. So Larry's still got trouble with the Facebook. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's on the interwebs. It's got the interwebs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is first there, in uh, first in line is uh, the Sig that you brought in a three eighty ACP. Yeah. So nice S- little gun. Sig's uh, introduced the P three sixty five a number of uh, certainly years ago now, uh, and they've they've recently released it uh, the P three sixty five in three eighty auto. So a little little less recoil, a little more control. Um, same size gun as the nine millimeter Big Brother. Uh, same pricing as the as the nine millimeter Big Brother. And um, one thing I did like about this is it came in optics ready. I saw, I, which this, was a price upgrade on the uh, on the original 365. So now it's a standard <clears throat> uh, on the 380. Yeah, it's been on every one of them we've received. Okay, uh, <laughs> so it's so far so it's standard at Modern Arms, right? Yeah. Yeah. As, as far as we know, <laughs> six product line is really really broad. So I, I'm sure I'm speaking out of turn when I say all of them are optics ready, but all of them we have all of them are, Modern Arms. Are optics, optics ready. ready. It's a, it's a, you know what it is? It's a Modern Arms exclusive. That's it. <laughs> Must be. Must be. Uh, and these sell brand new at uh, five forty seven. Um, so oh. it, it's a great price point for a, a beautiful U.S. made Sig Sauer P three sixty five. The one we have in studio does have the manual thumb safety on it. They do sell the product line both with and without manual thumb safeties. Um, and it's ambidextrous too, right? Yes, uh, the for the wrong-handed people. Yes, yes, for the wrong-handed. People, we call yeah. that wrong-handed. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking, of course, about right-handers. Yeah. <laughs> what a great that's little cool. concealed carry! It, yeah. it almost disappears in Scott's hand. I mean, that's f- fantastic. Well, the, that's the problem that Larry has. Yeah, yeah. we, we got to be uh, sure I get it's all in Scott's hands. It disappears. Well, I like. I mean, I, I love the fact that it's optics ready. I love, yeah. and I love the fact that. It's the same size as the nine millimeter, but in three eighty, so recoil pulse yeah. is just going to be minimal. Yeah, little a little pocket gun, very easy to shoot. Yeah, it's a great easy. CCW gun. Very great. easy to shoot. Can really um, you can change. You can ambidextrous the bag release too. Yes, you, you can flip to, that. Yeah, you have to flip that. But yeah, no, I I mean I don't have anything. There's what more can you say about the Sig P three sixty five? It's already a great design. It's great, great design, just to you know expand the calibers. Uh, yeah. now it's available in three eighty. So. That's right. And Scott has taken so many apart that he didn't disassemble this one, and we're all... I know how this one works. Yeah, yeah we're, all, <laughs> we're all grateful. Oh, Lord. But wait, there's more. We got a Glock 17. Yes, yeah, so we brought in the, the Glock 17 Gen 5. This is the Cerakote Flag Edition. Oh, so cool. it's got a beautiful, subdued uh, American flag, uh, Stars and Stripes design. Uh, the Gen 5 Glock 17. 
you know, it, they just always work. They're just great guns. Yeah. They're they're priced well. This one, even with the Cerakote finish, is uh, five ninety five. Oh, Comes with three magazines, back straps. It is at that price. Why would you buy a regular one? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it's like a thirty five dollar upgrade for the for the Cerakote finish. So yeah, it's a it's yeah, a beautiful value. You, you, can't, you can't send can't a gun buy, you to get it Cerakoted for thirty five bucks. <laughs> I don't anywhere. think you could buy a can of Cerakote. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no it, it's definitely. Um, a better deal than doing it yourself. I wish that Glock would find a better way to to name their firearms. Oh no, <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's I, the fun the of model, it. The model, the model in twenty two caliber, and the model forty five and nine millimeter. The model forty five and nine millimeter, and the model twenty two and forty caliber. Yeah, it, it makes yeah. perfect model sense. Model twenty one and forty five. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you just got yeah, to catch up with them. The seventeen, the nineteen, smaller than the seventeen. Right, because yeah. it holds. Fewer rounds, right. even with the bigger number. Yeah, yeah. So no, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's it's better than trying to keep up with Facebook. You know, at least uh, the, face, <laughs> the Facebook, the Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> old man can't do the Facebook. Yeah, I just struggle with the Facebooks. I mean, what's to say about Glock? I mean, they're good, reliable, dependable, service value weapons. I will tell you that the Cerakote makes this Glock look a lot better than a regular Glock. It does. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, It it's, also changes the texture just slightly. It's a it's a little um I don't know, it's just got a nice grippy texture to it. Grippy? Grippy. Yeah. 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 Industry That's, term. Uh, by the That's way, that industry. is an official term. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, it's an industry term. You got to yeah. kind of be an yeah. insider. Yeah, to know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's grippy. Yeah, he, he was not supposed to say that on the radio, but <laughs> now everybody knows. Oh, everybody knows industry <laughs> grippy. We try not to use industry terms because people don't know what we're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah sorry, sorry know, about all the jargon. Well, that, you don't want to come off as, uh, as uh, esoteric or something. Yeah, no. All right, let's move on because wait, there is yes, more. Yes, we got a revolver in, lover. Yeah, beautiful I, stainless steel Colt Cobra revolver. Because you knew I was going to be here. Oh yeah, we had to bring a revolver yeah. for the old guy. Um, Thirty-eight <laughs> special. Um, the nice part about the Colt uh, compact revolvers is it's a six shot, mm -hmm. unlike the Smith J frames, yep. which are a five shot revolver. Yeah, Colt. Um, has six shots in a very similar um, carryable package, and the and just fit and finish the actual design and mechanism, um, and the grip. The probably the two best revolvers, my opinion, out on the market, non-custom, are this and the Kimber. Yeah, because they they're like Swiss watches. Yeah, you know, there's nothing. The the new Colt guns are really well made. Oh yeah, um, yeah, really well made. I I would argue probably better made than the original Colt revolvers. Yes. Yeah, because of modern manufacturing. Yeah. Capabilities. I hate to hand this to Ellis because I don't think he's ever held a good revolver. <laughs> <laughs> he's very much a charter arms it'll, guy. It'll, it'll spoil him. <laughs> Larry, what is the uh, roughly uh, ratio of uh, revolvers to semi-automatics that you uh, that you sell? Well, um, depends it, on five minutes. Yeah, we, have to, we have to eliminate Scott <laughs> no, from that, that percentage. Uh, the, the revolvers are t uh, less than ten percent of our of our handgun sales. They're coming um, back hard. Though, they man. are. You know, it, it's it's funny if if somebody fifteen years ago would have said, you know, revolvers are going to be so hotly sought after, you're going to have trouble keeping them on the shelf. I would have giggled at you, um, but they are. I mean, the the, the revolvers are coming back strong. Uh, the mm -hmm. manufacturers are. Ramping up production, they we're not there yet to where we can get the wide variety, the wide catalog selection that there, Smith and and Kimber and and Colt there, offer. But th there's there's the desire there. They're great yeah. guns. They're there's so a, reliable. There's a big comeback in the training industry for revolvers again. There was just yeah. down this, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Um, 
Chuck Hager, Daryl Balky, who else was there? Uh, maybe Caleb Gibbons. A bunch of a bunch of national level instructors mm-hmm. did the second annual Revolver Roundup down nice. at Gunsight. Beautiful. And, and there's a lot of training companies that are now offering. I mean, I'm a little sketch one way or another. I mean, I know who I will train with and who I won't train with because um, some people who are jumping into revolver training don't necessarily know that much about revolver training. But there's a huge uptick in revolver. And as you well know, I mean, I switched over primarily to revolver carry year and a half, two years ago, probably. Have you talked about what made you make that switch? Was it just a personal preference? You just wanted to try it, or was there an actual tactical reason? Well, one, well, there's um, what's a good way to put this? There's a practical reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a legal reason, um, and there's also the fact that I've always liked revolvers. I always enjoyed shooting revolvers, but I was always a guy carrying a gun uh, for somebody else. Meaning, mm-hmm. I was being paid to carry a gun for right. somebody else, right? Military, law enforcement, other stuff um, <laughs> that got me into. So I never carried a revolver. I always carried a semi-automatic. And um, I like the concealability. I like the lightness. To be honest with you, especially when I travel outside a very Second Amendment state of Missouri, mm-hmm. revolvers are far more court defensible. Oh. You know, as a, as a guy whose opinion I respect uh, told me once in a class, he goes, and he's a retired law enforcement officer because he can carry anywhere in the state. He says, I carry a J-frame in California. He says, because to a, to a, to a liberal def- liberal district attorney in California, a five-shot J-frame is a Joe Friday gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like having a lever action as opposed to an AR-15 right. as your home defense gun. It's much more court defensible. Interesting. Yeah. That's and that's cool. one of many reasons. Is that, do you think that's what the renaissance in, uh, in revolver sales is about, Larry? Um, some of that is, but some of it's just uh, nostalgia. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's a so much fun to shoot revolvers. You know, and if for the guys that reload, hey, all my brass is still contained. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm not hunched over. I'm not hunched over looking for my brass. You know, yeah. it's um, That's a good point. yeah, it, and and there's some efficiencies. You know, that can be. You know, you can load very cheaply for a thirty-eight special, yep. run them through a three fifty-seven. Yep. You know, all that, uh, all those range repetitions are building valuable, valuable skills. So and there's a and a there's a wide team. there's a wide caliber <clears throat> choice. I mm-hmm. mean, I, really, they're tough to get right now. Revolvers are because nobody seems to be catching up with the demand. <laughs> yeah, I think I've caught them kind of flat-footed. But there's a lot of caliber choices, all the way from twenty-two long rifle to twenty-two Winchester mag. 38 special, 357, 327 Magnum that you yeah. can also shoot 32s <clears throat> in. Um, I mean, obviously 44s, 44 special, and stuff like that. It's just, is this this 9 millimeter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 9, nine millimeter revolver. Like an afterthought. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 9 millimeter. <laughs> What's that? The Desert Eagle? <laughs> oh, no, there's a, oh, you're talking about some of the, like, the 500 Smith & Wesson revolvers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you can go all the way yeah, up to that. monsters. Those need butt stocks. I, I don't like <laughs> Those things are ridiculous. I, I used to love recoil, and I just don't like just, it that much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying is recoil is a young man's game? Yeah, yeah. it is. Well, no. let's, let's put it in better terms for you. Let's put it in better terms that make Larry look just better. Just because I'm old and frail. Yeah. <laughs> when, it comes, when it comes to recoil, Larry no longer has anything to prove. Mm, <laughs> Nice. That's very politically correct. I like that. All right. Speaking of correct, this is the correct time for us to take a a break. But when we come back, the, the, the one firearm that I'm really, really drooling over is next. You're listening to Gary on Guns. 
Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. 800-529-5572 or 874-9390 if your local gets you into the studios. You can also go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. That'll pop up. In the studio right now, we've got uh, Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Where you can get a discount on the Super Belt yes, and a can. little thrill. Um, <laughs> no extra charge on that. We, we, have, we, have, we have sample belt material. We've got some sample buckles. Um, we'll, we'll measure the belt you're wearing. We'll have you take your belt off. We'll measure your belt to the most commonly used hole. Take as much off as you need to be comfortable. Stop teasing him. He's going to throw my product out of the shop. And we'll uh, provide you the discount code for Ellis's uh, uh, Super Belt website. And uh, you'll save some money. Ellis will receive the order, verify the order, make the belt, and ship it right to your house. Right to you. Typically within six, eight months. <laughs> if, he, if he remembers. <laughs> no, he, he turns those around uh, same week. So yep. yeah. yeah. And today's code Still for time. today's code for a belt discount on the super belt. I would like to try the gay lifestyle. Oh no! <laughs> you have to put that as a code. Oh. <laughs> Every I, time, Brian, he's coming back after me, though. <laughs> I don't know why why you think that I would uh, come back after you. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do a thing like that. Yes, I would. <laughs> he's trying to find it now. Because that's oh. the kind of guy... I am. That's good. Uh, I would. I would. I would do that. <laughs> but I. I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, I let's talk back about guns. There's a really cool gun over here. Let's switch to guns. <laughs> <laughs> I'd to like be... to be on Gary's. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! Did that play? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't oh, mean man. for that to happen. <laughs> we have oh, way too much Lord. fun doing this. Oh. All right, listen, yeah. uh, we do have one more firearm that we want to get to, and I'm really drooling over this thing. This is really neat. It's a Henry Big Boy. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I don't know why. It, you know, it, don't get me wrong. I love the AR platform. It's a really uh, terrific firearm. Uh, it, it's It's got all kinds of flexibility. You can build it any way you want. Uh but there's just something about a lever-action rifle. Maybe it's because I grew up watching John Wayne movies. <laughs> but I love a lever-action rifle. And this this one is really unique. Yeah, Henry's building some really good stuff. This is the Big Boy X model. So it doesn't have the Missouri Walnut stock. No. This has the black polymer stock on it. Uh, sling loops are integrated into the forearm as well as the butt stock. It also has a extended threaded barrel fiber optic sights it is side gate loadable but it does have uh, a magazine tube that you can unload or load uh with by, by pulling the magazine tube forward the beauty of um having a side gate on it is when you mount your silencer on the threaded barrel we can still load that gun uh, through the side gate without having to remove the silencer each time to reload so it's it's a beautiful 357 chambering so you can run your 38 special through there or 357 a great rifle, ideal Missouri whitetail round, 357 Magnum, whitetail inside of 60 yards. Man, there's all kinds of energy in 357 for taking down whitetail. Um, home defense. No, this is I, just 
And it's yeah. got yeah. a rail on the flat bottom. Flat out range toy. Yeah, we've got a TLR flashlight hanging at six o'clock on this thing. It's it's kitted out uh, for the show. Uh, we do have it as a used gun. We took it in on trade. Uh, a customer had won it, at, uh, I believe, an NRA banquet. He said, and uh, so it is an unfired used gun. We've got it priced at nine seventy five. So it's a, a solid performer. Henry just does everything right you, on their and, lever and, guns. And the other thing is, is it's it's virtually impossible with current market forces to fa- to get new Henrys. Yeah, you can't yeah, get them. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't you, order new ones right now. Yeah, you mean usually you got not some, in the pipeline. Usually you have some golden boys ready for Christmas and everything mm-hmm. else like that because they're great little first guns. And uh, so I mean, this is the first Henry I've seen in about three years. Oh wow! Uh, in the centerfire world, for sure. Yeah. Um, we have been, been able to get a few of the black finish um, lever guns in, in rimfire, mm-hmm. but they they're still hit and miss. The demand just outpaces their ability right. to, to fill oh, the pipeline. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the, their quality quality of the manufacturer. I mean, this is an enclosed action lever. Yeah. Um, reminiscent also uh, Marlin. Marlin does yeah. the same Marlin thing as opposed to the. As opposed to the Winchester series, which I love Winchesters, but they're a little looser than these are. This is a very tight gun. Um, I love the finish on it. It's just tactical enough (laughs) that I would still use this as a a nightstand or a bedside home defense gun because it's still very, in my opinion, court defensible. Because again, we're talking lever action. I mean, you'd you'd be hard pressed even if you got some different people on your jury if you ended up in court wrongly um, who haven't seen a lever action on TV or in the Westerns or Grandpa's got one or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not... um, you know, rightly or wrongly, and people can plenty disagree with me. I definitely agree that everyone should be able to own whatever they want, but evil black rifles sometimes can be a little hard to defend, depending on your audience. Mm. They uh, carry some baggage, yeah. Yeah, and um, I love these. And I'm a lever gun guy. Uh, it's much. It's kind of like the revolver thing. That's just because uh, you're old and retro. <laughs> <I'm> retro. <laughs> hey, retro's cool, man. Yeah, retro's back, baby. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but this thing looks cool with the suppressor on it. The suppressor oh, yeah. doesn't come. No, not uh, included with, in the yeah. offering, no. But we, we do sell a lot of silencers, can, yeah. so we can we can help you with that process. I was going to say you can... Uh, current approvals are taking about six, six and a half months Good um, grief. On, the, on the paperwork on silencers, so help a lot of people with that process. But this, but is, that, this is super nice. It's drilled and tapped for optics. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if we mentioned, it is um, threaded for a suppressor. It's got the load gate, which makes more sense even without a suppressor for your your action shooting, however you want to put that, yeah. home defense, combat shooting, whatever the case may be. But then with the uh, with the push rod in the in the rod magazine, where you're able to quickly unload it. Because traditionally, with most lever actions that don't have that feature, you got to cycle every round actually through the gun to unload it. Um, so that's actually safer, yep, more convenient. Uh, how many rounds does that hold? Seven round capacity. Yeah, seven rounds. Plenty. 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 Yeah. Plenty. If you know what you're doing. <laughs> I, am, I am liking that. that is nice. And also another interesting industry thing when we talk about the training industry, there are a couple of guys who are running. Lever action courses. Lever defense courses. Yeah, um, which are similar to how if you were to take a. Uh, modern sporting rifle course or an AR-15 course of some sort or whatever. Yeah. But instead, they're doing them with levers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That'd be cool. It would be super cool. 
So I, I have to give this back. I can't just. Yeah, we, well, <laughs> stop by the store. We can do some paperwork, or, or Gwen. We can we can you know package oh. this as a gift. <laughs> so there's all kinds of options. Oh, this, I mean, if I can get it back from Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God. I've only got the one to sell. Sorry, yeah. guys. We could start bidding. Get you guys bidding yeah. against each other. And that's under a grant. Well, yeah, I'm not paying this Scott Van Kirk discount. <laughs> I can't. I can't afford as much as Gary can. <laughs> all right, up against the clock. Uh, but what? But when we come back, we'll talk about uh, an op-ed that misrepresents guns in America from bearing arms, uh, and uh, we've got uh, some half truths about Second Amendment sanctuaries. All coming up on Gary and Gun. Hey, welcome! Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. We got the whole crew in, and that includes uh, Scott Van Kirk. Uh, we've got uh, Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And, of course, we've got Ellis Bennis, the superbelt.com. I'll take belt boy. Belt boy. Belt boy, <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a, a story over at Bearing Arms that uh, is worth uh, talking about. Uh, apparently, uh, Chris Murphy, a, a Democrat from Connecticut, uh, was on CNN. And the advantage to that is that only a few people uh, were misinformed. Uh, because the, <laughs> nine people watch. Yeah, uh, that's pretty, pretty much it. Uh, and then you throw in that it was Sunday morning and, well, <laughs> he could only lie to a few people. Anyway, he thinks law enforcement agencies that don't enforce state or federal gun laws should be stripped of any federal funding that they get. Uh, the majority of counties, he said, in this country have declared that they're not going to enforce state or federal gun laws. Uh, got a little bit more specific uh, a, a moment later, telling uh, State of the Union host Dana Bash that 60% of counties in this country are refusing to implement the nation's gun laws. Well, we've got the Second Amendment Preservation Act, um, and I, I think this is probably the, uh, the, the, the groundwork for the rest of the country uh, for states that want to protect the Second Amendment. But but our law enforcement agencies across the state enforce state gun laws. Do they not, Scott? Uh, yes, they yeah. do. Yeah, they absolutely do. So if if there's a, a fully automatic uh, gun ban at the federal level and one at the state level, it still gets enforced. It's just that the state does the prosecuting. Um. Yes and no. Generally. It's easier to take those federal, and it's only because the state looks at it from a resource standpoint. Um, the, prosecu yeah, but, the prosecution is easier, and the feds slam dunk where the state usually doesn't. Yeah, but the, the feds have to come to Missouri in order to do that. They can, they no, can they're already in Missouri. They're in the eastern and western district federal yeah, courts. Yeah, but what I mean is they have to be there. They're the ones that have to close the deal, right? Oh, you mean under... Under the are you are you talking under about Second a, Amendment Preservation under Act? Sappy, yes, yes, it's my understanding that that is probably the case. You see, this is but that, a prosecutor could kick it up to them. Well, see, that's the gray area. Okay. When Sappy came out, right, a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of the problems that we ha are having with law enforcement agencies not being clear on what they can and cannot do under Sappy is the fact that the Attorney General's office has never issued guidance on what Sappy means. Right, there's the law and there's the 
application, application of it. How do we do this every day on the street? And to the best of my knowledge, they still haven't come out and said, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. This is how you do what you do. Issued from the, from the state Attorney so General, that people attorney. can follow the law. Yeah, yeah the highest highest attorney's <laughs> office in the, in, the, in the state. Yeah. Well, it's, it's my understanding. Yes, that's the problem. It's your understanding, <laughs> which is not exactly what they've said. Well, it is uh, far superior to anything you've said so far. So I will continue on this line. Okay. The state of Missouri has firearms laws, yes. uh, which I would argue are probably not constitutional, but all of our law enforcement agencies across the state can enforce them. Yes. Yeah. The law enforcement agencies in the state can refer to the FBI and say, can you run a ballistics check here? Yes. Uh, they, can, they can do that. Um, but it's my understanding they can, but there's been no official guidance in relation to that. There's nothing in the law that prohibits it. My, un my understanding is that's correct. And my understanding <laughs> is that's correct, too. And since I often converse with... Uh, one of the authors of that uh, Second Amendment Preservation Act. I'm I'm pretty sure I got this right. No, no, not not from an application standpoint necessarily. There's a difference between even when you are the person who wrote the law, how it is then applied, and because there's been no guidance on SAPI, it's created a lot of confusion. Are you calling SAPA SAPI or whatever? I'm sorry, SAPA. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You okay? You win the debate because I mispronounced it. <laughs> <laughs> Internet rules apply. I misspelled my response. Yeah. So you win. <laughs> he did type it in all caps though. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, he meant it. Stop screaming. I, I thought maybe there was something else out there. <laughs> no, they, you know, I it's it's pretty clear if you read this uh, that uh, they can refer uh, to the uh, FBI and uh, it, it, you know somebody left these shells at the scene of a crime. Uh, can you check them out? And the FBI can do it, and there's no problem. It's my understanding that that's what the law <laughs> allows. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'm turning his mic off. Oh, man. Uh, I think it's it's uh, it's pretty clear. I, I, uh, no, but here's the problem. We've had plenty of stories, and we've had issues. I know even which case you're referring to, where there hasn't been a clear understanding of the application to law enforcement. The law is written so that even if law enforcement no, no, makes a mistake, they're not held accountable. I, I'm not arguing that fact, okay? <laughs> you, you can be right about all of those things and still acknowledge that there needs to be some guidance on it. When there's a new, law, new traffic law that comes out, if it is something that radically affects the way that you used to do things or it's your perception that it radically affects the way that you used to do things, then you contact your prosecuting attorneys and their higher levels of because that's they're all attorneys working for the state and ask them what's your guidance on this if i do this are you going to prosecute it if i do this are you not going to prosecute it this the same thing to the best of my knowledge hasn't happened with second amendment preservation well i have to respectfully i disagree with you i think that if you know if you pass a law that says you can't wear red shoes in public uh, then that's the then that's the law. You you, you get to uh, arrest people who wear red shoes well, in public. If you pass a law that says you cannot uh, refer anybody to the federal government for prosecution for violating uh, uh, the federal laws on firearms, 
then that's it's pretty clear. You don't. It doesn't require, I think, a lot of understanding. Well, I'll I'll defer to your numerous years of law enforcement experience. <laughs> I guess, on that one. Well, if law enforcement had anything to do with interpreting uh, legislation, uh, you you probably could have a, a case there. But I disagree no, we, with you. We do. No, here's the thing: law enforcement does have a role in enforcement and interpretation of statute. They do. Because the judiciary might have something to do with uh, interpretation. The law is clear. So you're telling me that because the law makes it illegal to go one mile per hour over the speed limit, mm. that law enforcement is then going to enforce one mile per hour over the speed limit? No, no. If somebody wrote a law, Scott, that said, Scott, if somebody wrote a law that said one mile an hour over the speed limit is enforceable. You must write a ticket. No, 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 no. That's not an issue. Enforceable is prosecutable. Not in everything is enforceable. You're going to get. You can go out literally and write a hundred tickets today for one mile and over. Not one of them would get prosecuted, but you are legal to enforce it. But your guidance, training, and experience is application of the law. Which is you're, which you're, tends to you're be about, talking about. You're talking about. Uh, you're kind of making this sort of opaque. Okay, and here, the law here, is not let me, opaque. Let me, let All right, me, let's move on. No, let's let me move on. let me ask you a no, yes or no question. Let's move on because this is getting this. We're okay. getting into into uh, I think uh, an opaque area. Okay, uh, at okay. least I think you're making it that way. We disagree about it. Okay, uh, but good. I thought the law was clear. You don't think so? I didn't say the law was clear. All I said was the attorney general needs to issue some guidance to assist law enforcement in proper application. All I said, that's what I said. But the law simply says you can't do this. I don't think you have to go into any, you know, deep dive into the legal system to understand you can't do this. Uh, okay. If you do this... Okay. okay, I will, again, I will defer to your years of experience in, prop, in practical application of the law. There was a second part to this story, right? We were going to start here, and then what's the next piece? <laughs> Thanks, <Ed>. <sighs> <sighs> You were talking about funding, weren't you? That this was going to affect the funding for law enforcement agencies? Did you talk about that? Well, that's the what they government? want to do. They they think that. Uh, it may. Uh, in, interestingly, they're not they're not willing the Democrats to cut funding to states uh, who have uh, sanctuary laws for uh, illegals, but they're willing to cut uh, funding to states that have sanctuary laws for the Second Amendment. And this is one of the things that I, I, I'm, I've always wrapped my head around this, that I feel like the best way that the federal government controls the states is through money. And always. that's 100%. That's and so that's one of the biggest things is we've got all these, all these people rattling their saber about the Second Amendment protections, but what is going to happen when the federal government says we're not giving you any more money? Do you think those saber rattlers are going to completely back off? Uh, I don't know, but they've been blackmailing states now that's for right. about... 40 years that's that why I you know have of. This, have the speed limit. That's why you have mm -hmm. .08. Yeah. All of that is blackmail mm -hmm. from the federal government for funding. And it's and it's and the funny thing is it's returning your own money to, to, your, you, sta to your state. <laughs> if you do what you're supposed to, I'll give you yeah. some of your money back. <laughs> some of your money back, yeah. And, uh. and it was Elizabeth Dole, Bob Dole's wife, that, uh, that came up with this plan uh. back in the 80s. Uh, literally blackmailing states into uh, changing uh, seatbelt laws and, and uh, alcohol laws. One of those two. I'm not sure. We, I don't remember which one it was. It was one of those two. I, I think it was seatbelts first. Mm -hmm. Was it seatbelts? Yeah. Yes, I, yeah. I think you're right on that. And then uh, 
the one state in the union that held out was New Hampshire, and they finally uh, they finally caved. Hmm. Uh, but they blackmail states constantly, uh, and that's what they're what he is suggesting they do. We're up against the clock. We got to take a quick break. We're going to be back with the crew on Gary on Guns, and it is uh, nine. Uh, well, it's nine fifty. Welcome, glad to have you on the uh, Gary on Guns program. You can go to Facebook. Uh, and uh, in fact, you can go to GaryOnGuns.com and it'll take you right to the Facebook page. Uh, you can uh, also get to us uh, on the uh, interwebs. Uh, just uh, go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, it pops up in studio. Scott Van Kirk and I disagree about uh, the complications involved in the Second Amendment Preservation Act, uh, but he and uh, I are not alone. Nope, we've got uh, Modern Arms on board, Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. From the Brown Station location. <laughs> Scott wouldn't turn a microphone. Oh, I to get my mic I turned off. I've was, was, been a good boy. <laughs> I meant to turn off Scott's. I'm sorry. Uh, let me, uh, uh, I've been the a other, good boy. The other voice you hear, of course, is uh, Belt Boy, as we uh, refer to him, but it's really Larry Ellis. The Superbelt.com. Larry Ellis. Larry Ellis. Larry Ellis. Oh, my God. Larry Ellis. Former Ellis publisher of a certain Bennis. magazine. No, 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 that's different, Larry. <laughs> Ellis Bennis. I apologize. Oh, Ellis Bennis. And then uh, Scott Van Kirk, a terrific yes. firearms trainer, former law enforcement on board with us as I well. I don't worry, people. Me and Gary are still friends. Yes. Okay. Yes. We've disagreed about other that's things, right. and we, we're still friends. Yep. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Randy is on the line. Randy, welcome. How are you? Good morning. Morning. Uh, you know, he was talking. He, he was talking about laws that are prosecutable, and I'm going to give you an example. In the state of Missouri, it is a, there's a law that says if you're driving your vehicle down the road and you're approached by a horse-drawn vehicle, you're supposed to pull your vehicle off the road and camouflage it so it doesn't scare the horse. Now, this is a law that's in effect but not enforced because they choose not to prosecute that law. No matter how clear the law is written, it's how it's enforced is is determined by whether or not they'll prosecute it. And that's, this I think that's what he's trying to get you to, get yeah, you to but understand. This isn't about, this isn't about is. enforcing, making law enforcement or offering them the option to enforce a law. No, no. This is about not <laughs> being able to go to the federal government to get them to enforce a law. And there is, it, it's not the same as, uh, here's a law you can prosecute, you have a choice. Okay. But, uh, you know, I was listening to the argument, and that's, no this argument. is what brought to my mind Some because spirit, of the research that I've done. Spirited, spirited discussions. <laughs> yeah, spirited discussions. <laughs> All right, Randy, thank you. Glad to have you on uh, Gary on Guns. Brent, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Hey, while well, you and Chad are having a difference of opinion, uh, I want to give a positive review of the uh, Velis' Superbelt. Oh, thank oh, you. Look at that. Yeah. All right. I, have, uh, I have four Superbelts. I have uh, black and brown wide and black and brown narrow. And uh, I tell you what, it's the best belt that I have ever, ever, ever worn. And I uh, just wanted to say that. And also, incidentally, uh, Chad, we've been missing you at church. Chad? Did, did you say Chad? Oh, no, it's, oh, hey, Brent, how are you? It's Scott, but yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, buddy. That, that's how long you've been gone from church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting called out on the radio for arguing with the host, oh, yes. and now 
not going and to not church. Going to church. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, oh, man. That is my day. Scott had a rough day today. It's good to hear from you, Brad. You all would catch that. But yeah. anyway. You did it. Good job. Uh, you did this in your church. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brent. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on uh, on Gary on Guns. You know, in all honesty, like I said before, I've I've had this belt now for over a year, and if you have a belt that you've had for a year, you can look at the holes in the belt and know exactly which one is being used on a daily basis, because the leather sort of stretches out, and eventually that's where the belt fails. Mm -hmm. I've had this belt for over a year. You can look at it. You cannot tell where the buckle uh, is is at uh, on a daily basis. This thing doesn't... Somehow, it just <laughs> doesn't distort at all. It's a super belt. It's super. 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 <laughs> yeah. Super. And I love the part where... And we, you know, we, uh, we're starting a TV show uh, about places to go and local businesses in different cities. And uh, we started, of course, here at home in, in uh, Columbia. And... So we went out and filmed uh, Ellis making one of these belts. And we didn't go into the part on TV where we talk about, you know, you're in the men's comfort station and you <laughs> drop the belt. But that's one of the big, that's when it's like, holy Toledo, I can bleach this thing and it doesn't, it doesn't uh, hurt the belt. Yep. Nobody thinks about the fact that leather is absorbent. Nobody, nobody, nobody talks about that. And <laughs> nylon's even worse. And you've got this thing wrapped around your waist. You're touching it all the time and you have never cleaned it. Worse more, you cannot get that stuff out of the leather. Yeah. So buy a super belt. It's way easier. Go see with Larry and Modern Arms. That's At the right. Brown Station. Location. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. We'll get you, we'll get you <laughs> hooked up with a discount. Custom code. fitted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Once for Modern Arms, it's custom fitted. <laughs> 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 and, Larry, you yeah. know, and, and as a concealed carry uh, person, you, you put that holster on, eventually um, the, the leather belt sort of deteriorates there. It, it curls. Yeah, you know, if you've got a, a, a clip-type holster or something with a metal clip, yeah. those leather holsters, or leather belts, you're going to wear them out. Wear yeah. them out. And well, and there's so many, we, we talk about firearms on here. We're very specific about the hardware that we carry, the holsters that we carry, everything like that. We put a lot of thought into. Yeah. Don't go to that effort. Don't buy an amazing firearm, an amazing rig with a holster and everything from Larry, and then put it on a $10 Walmart belt. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's that's a horrible, horrible thing to do. Absolutely. And and you also use them for dog collars? That's right. Yeah, we also make super collars. So if and, puppy uh, Scott's one, wearing one right now. <laughs> I am. I am. With the little spikes on it. That's really on the spikes. That's why you say you can't get, a, can't get a grip on me. That's right. It's a defense mechanism. It's a defense, defense mechanism. It's not, it's any, not a lifestyle it's choice. Not anything it's a defense. Else besides a defense mechanism. We're getting pretty close to the end of the show, so um, I want to... Uh, Ed, Ed, I want to apologize to Ellis because during Gary and my <laughs> heated instruction, um, he was really getting very uncomfortable because <laughs> mommy and daddy were arguing. <laughs> wait, wait, who's mommy? Which one's mommy? I want to know which one mommy is. Sorry, let's this on the recording. <laughs> Just call me dad. And he, felt, he felt really, really uncomfortable. Look, we're, we're friends. That's and good. just like friends, uh, you may have differences of opinion, and yeah, it hasn't okay. changed. We're so still friends. Snowflakes. Uh, I just, I it just, didn't help that he's holding a gun through the whole <laughs> argument, by the way. <laughs> I, just, I just don't want to have to. I don't want to get a call from the school that Ellis is upset because we were arguing in front of him. Oh, I don't think we really great. can afford the counseling. <laughs> Listen, in the closing segment, oh. uh, in the closing segment here, because we're, we're just about out of time. 
And we are out of time. Uh, <laughs> listen, you just got to go to Modern Arms at, at the, the Brown, Brown Station, Station location, location. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and check those firearms out. Guys, thanks for being with us. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, grandbaby. Honey, I'm coming home.